Hello and welcome to episode 215 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is September 7th, 2020. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 215, where if we link to anything or if we have any links to things we're talking about, we'll link them up there. And you should also check out libertymugs.com where you can buy libertarian themed and also some Bitcoin themed mugs and other paraphernalia for your everyday life so you can go out and virtue signal all the good virtues mm-hmm. so uh yes so slappy why don't you uh introduce our topic <laughs> so i don't know what our topic is to be honest with you i just went on a little bit of a rant with rollo before we started recording i think it was before we started recording otherwise yeah. uh yeah okay good um but that's what I think our episode will be on is a little bit on my rant and why. Okay. So the first week of school just finished and uh, any listeners to the show know I have a few young kids. So I have a first grader and a kindergartner and uh, they started their first week at a new school. And this whole COVID situation is really tough for a lot of people. Any listeners who don't have kids, um, I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure you have a brain and you can think and you can try try to put yourself in those shoes. It is really tough for parents when their kids are home and have to do this virtual learning. And it's tough for the kids. It's tough for the parents. It's tough for everything, trying to work at home. Um, try, you, you know, you would... You can laugh, but, you know, these parents want their kids educated and they're doing it from the computer at home. Um... I, I say you can laugh because I don't think most of us got educated at school. Uh, but either way, that's the perception. And parents are really having a tough time and kids are really having a tough time. And the school that I send my kids to, they do not wear masks. They're not allowed because seeing facial expressions and, and, and seeing humans speak and interact with each other is very important to learning, uh, at least according to my kids' school. So they do not wear masks. They also uh, think the risk of this disease is minimal to children, which I agree with. And um, so my kids go to school full time and they don't wear masks in there. And a lot of parents are surprised by that. Um, when, I, when I tell them that our kids aren't aren't wearing masks and they are going to school full time. They're, some of them are amazed. <laughs> some of them are shocked. Some of them are horrified. But um, th- that's one, one of the reasons I wanted to send my kids to the, the, the school is it's a different style of education uh, than what you're going to get in the traditional Prussian model, which drives me insane. And I went to one of those schools, as most of us did. And so there's certain aspects of the style of teaching the um what's the word i'm looking for rollo the lesson is in the medium how it's delivered with a bell and a subject and the structure exactly you're separated by arbitrarily just people your own age some people might need a week to learn math some people might need five minutes to learn it but you're in the same classroom and it's math. And when that bell rings, we're done math and we move on to history. And then when that bell rings, we're done and we move on to biology or whatever the case is, teaches these lessons are baked into that structure that tell you nothing is important and nothing is worth finishing. Nothing is worth exploring. It's bing, bell rings, move on. Pavlov's dog. I do not like it. Um, so I did not go that route with my children. 
But I have a couple anecdotal stories from this weekend, which is Labor Day weekend. Thank you, unions. Yes, um, thank you for <laughs> I mean, well, it's funny, like on, on Twitter and stuff and in the libertarian world, you'll see people comment like, oh, Labor Day is a, a commie holiday. It's like, yeah, but I'll accept it. <laughs> well, you know, the Tom, the, you can go off on another tangent about that as uh as tom woods always points out in like the 14th century they weren't clamoring for weekends off uh because there wasn't enough capital in society to survive two days a week without working so you can thank the unions but you should really thank capitalism yes capitalism was the thing that like uh gave us enough wealth to where you take a day yes. off and not die <laughs> yes capitalism placated this the commies by saying like yeah well yeah actually yeah we're productive enough that we can we we can still get by with you with you taking this extra day off yeah, yeah. so go for it yeah have 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 a good time yes so anyway go just to enjoy, enjoy the uh, the other uh products of capitalism on your le- day of leisure yes exactly go participate in more capitalism while you take a day off <laughs> um so anyway, don't even remember what I was saying. I was going to go into a couple anecdotal stories from the weekend that I heard from people. One in that my when my my it's one week of school, mind you. I'm not uh, I'm not saying like this is the greatest success in the world, but it's nice when my kids come home and tell me about the things they found in the woods, and uh, the, the you know play playing football with the older kids and um, t- some of the things they learn in class and. Uh, when I hear other parents talk about their kids, they come home and say, we learned about wearing masks and social distancing. And it's, wow. It's like, that's what you're going to learn at school. That's what your education is. Is first day. These are the rules and this is what you must do. And you must obey because we said, and that's really sad to me. It's depressing. And it's, it's tough. It's, it's, I mean, Rallo would, have you had any conversations with people on this or is this just me because I'm a parent and I have, I talk to other parents about their kids. Like what it, at least is your re- perception of how parents are handling it? Because I hear this and it, they're not, ha- it's not like they're proud. It's not like they're like, Oh, I'm so happy. My kids learning about masks and social distancing, but it's like, that's what school is. Yeah, everyone's everyone's annoyed with how things are going on. I was talking to a coworker, I guess, this past week, and her kids are high school age, I guess. And um, you know, they're doing I forget if if they're doing like in school part time and other days at home or if yeah, it's totally it's a home mess. It's a total mess. And I said to her, um, I said, So are you uh you pretty satisfied with uh, how everything's going on? Are you happy with your, you know, the school taxes you're paying? And she like looked at me. And she's like, "Of course not. This is just like, this is real bad." And she was, and she was talking about how, you know, teachers are upset with parents kind of like watching while the kids are doing the the yeah. online education at home, and these kids are, you know, are, are like sitting there bored out of their minds, and and they really hate it, and this is so terrible for the kids. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's like, does it make you question about like what actually is getting accomplished in the classroom? Do you think that it's like the kids any less bored in school than he is at home? Do you think that like they're, you know, using the time well, Do you, you know, all this stuff. And I think it's, I mean, that's at least from a few of the people I've talked to 
is that they're starting to recognize the scam that this Prussian education model is. I hope so, because I think if ever there's a time, it's right now to like get that point across. Yeah. But I also think a lot of people are like, well, that's just the way it is. Like, that's cool. There's that's that. what you got to do. Well, yeah, there's that. There's, there's also, you know, all sorts of defending it and, and everything. Oh. Um, I think a lot of people, and I, I, I understand that, um, you know, it could be, it, well, school has become babysitting for parents. Um, and, I, and I don't mean that as a... Uh, as necessarily a, a knock on people because there's a lot of parents that, you know, they, they need the dual incomes. Um, and so it's not that the parents are being bad parents by needing babysitting during the day when they go to work, they absolutely would need it. Um, but it, it just really shows that that's the main driver for, for a lot of these parents. It's not that they're concerned about getting an education for their kids. They're concerned about where are my kids going to be where I'm at when I'm at work. And, you know, I can, I'll, I'll, you know, I want to spend a lot of time on this, but, you know, we can blame the Fed. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. Because, comes, right? you know, yeah, you need cool incomes because the value, the, yeah, the value of your dollar is diminishing uh, at, a, at a very high clip. And so up, you, you need two incomes. And, and so, of course, we're in the situation where, where uh, school is just, is just, babysitting and maybe the kid will kind of learn something and it's probably not going to be what you want them to learn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's probably more of what I've been noticing from, from people I know is that they're frustrated that they don't have a babysitting service. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and to, you know, I, I also think like, um, and I don't, I don't, and, and to not to cut you off, but I think that's a legitimate, Thing. Oh, for sure. Because, but I also you know, do they believe got sold a bill of good. Now, you know, it's it's not because of some. It's the government is the one that caused caused the original problem of needing having a baby, needing your kids oh. to be babysat during the day. And now it's the government's fault that now they took that babysitting service away. Yeah, and that being said, I do think like, um, and it's it's hard to blame parents because like we grow up in this world you don't question it you go to school because you have to it's the law and you don't really like a lot of people don't even can't even because of the schooling they get in my opinion can't even think of another possible way that children could be educated other than government schooling and you'll hear that all the time whenever you say like i think we should get rid of public schools well then what would we do with the kids what would the kids do well i don't know they'd probably start but see that's just your education quote air quote education uh that's the results of your schooling you can't even think you can't even think beyond your nose to think of well if schools ended tomorrow what would we do like there is no answer other than there must be government schools just because i just be lord of the flies yeah exactly they're so I, this is what drives me crazy about schooling and i was every bit of guilty as guilty i mean i cheered on wars because i went to school too uh it was a long time ago by the way and i've obviously changed since then because I've learned a lot, but 
when you get out of school, like you don't know how to think you don't, you can't think for yourself and you see it with teenagers. The, the concept of the adolescence is a relative in human history is relatively new. We didn't have these boring teenagers who sit on the couch all day and whine and roll their eyes and say, there's nothing to do. That wasn't a thing throughout history until we started having schooling where now they can't, Kids can't be on their own. They have to be in front of a video game or they have to have some organized activity. I can't tell you the last time I saw a pickup basketball game at the playground. Like nobody can figure out what to do. They just whine all day about being bored. It's disgusting to me. It's depressing. I feel bad for these children. And I hope that uh, because of, as we talked about in our episode about good things coming out of this COVID, hopefully that's one of them where people go, well, now we're stuck. Now we got to do something because I can't have my kid at home. So let's homeschool. We'll get a co-op. We'll get the, we'll do this or this. Even if it happens on a small scale, only a few people are doing it. If it's more than we're doing it, we're being past tense, not we are. Uh, That's a good thing. So maybe that'll happen and kids will figure out how to entertain themselves like people should be able to do. It should be okay to sit by yourself and not be bored. There's beauty all around you. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go off again on another rant about this, but just want to bring up another couple stories just uh, from this weekend. Before we we go off from that story or go to the next stories, it's just, I, I do think that this kind of transition if there's another school year where kids don't go to school, I think that transition into doing something more of a homeschool kind of thing, even if it's a kind of a quasi homeschool and, you know, getting small, small groups of, of neighborhood parents together to start trying to like figure this out, I think will happen. And because people, I mean, people like it, it's, it's, basic praxeology when there's pain when there's a discomfort in someone's life people figure out ways to get to to not have that pain anymore incentivizes solutions right right and people aren't like yes people are stupid when just like faced with this problem that they never considered before but they'll figure it out pretty quickly when you have to you will educated people public school educated people will figure this out without that much uh difficulty I believe, mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's you know, they have no other no other option. Yeah, they're they're going to do it, and I feel like there's going to be people that are going to figure out that whatever they come up with is going to be a thousand times better than than the government government school programs. So it's going to be better for the parents. It's going to be better for the kids. The kids are probably going to like it better too. Um, and I think they're going to start maybe start to realize like, well, wait a second. I'm doing this at really low cost on my own. I don't have a an educate you know a, t- a degree to to be a teacher. I don't have an administrative degree or anything. <laughs> my kids aren't bored all day. They're learning. They're not yeah. sitting doing two plus two for three weeks. Like, yeah, my kid's better behaved at home. He's he's happier. Yeah. He's more excited to do stuff. He's learning more. Why am I paying? You know. F- four, five, six, seven thousand dollars a year on my school tax. This doesn't make sense. And people are even starting to recognize that right now. It's like, well, if we're not sending these kids to school, why am I still getting taxed? The same amount. 
like, oh, okay, well, I understand that there's going to be some some costs associated with doing distance education and everything. But then mm-hmm. you like hear the excuses that, that the school districts give as to why they can't give like a discount on what's going on. And I think most people see that and, and see that it's bull crap. I oh, yeah. heard someone said to me what their excuse was one time about it. And it was just like, you can't buy, you can't seriously hear, listen to that and buy that, can you? I wish I remembered it because it was like, it was laughable. But yeah. I think, you know, when people are starting to, I mean, money talks and when, and, and hitting people's wallets are what gets them to pay attention to stuff. And so if they're really not getting, I mean, what they thought was the product doesn't matter what's going on in the classroom. Their product is their kid goes to a building for six, seven hours a day and they come home and they get some certificates and report cards and stuff. When that no longer exists, you know, 99% of people are going to say, wait a second, my money's going to pay for something that we're not getting that product anymore at all. Mm-hmm. Like if, uh, you know, if, if the, I don't know, what's, what's another government service? If, if they took that away, people would any, any government service, if they took it away, people would notice it. And so like, yo, wait a second. Um, something's not right here and uh, you kind of owe, owe me something. Right. <laughs> you owe me my money back. I'm getting ripped off here. You can only push people so far and when, when it becomes explicit that you're just absolutely shirking any sort of duty you have to deliver something after you've already taken the money from them, um, people notice. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm purposely being vague because it's my kid's school, you know, but whenever people ask about the school, like, Oh, are your kids going live? And I say, yes. And then they'll ask questions. Um, and I tell them why I send my kids there. We like the style, you know, and I always get this look like, you know, Oh, they'll, they'll say something. Oh, that's, that's good. Nobody ever asks about it. They, I guess think they're supposed to know what this style of teaching is, but no one's inquisitive. No one says like, Oh really? Tell me about that. Why do you like that? No, you never get that. It's like, they almost feel, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to put thoughts in their head, but this is the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is what drives me crazy about our government schools and our, our Prussian schooling structure is that, when people are confronted with something they don't know, they can't say, what is that? I don't know about that. They pretend like they know. Why? Because in my opinion, the reason is for 12 years of your life and 15,000 hours, when you're wrong, you get laughed at and you raise your hand and it's right and wrong. And nobody says, I don't know in school. It's like the smart kid knows and the dumb kid doesn't know. And that's it. And so you're taught this from the time you're very small and now you're an adult. And when someone says something you never heard before, instead of going, oh, that's, you could even say, that sounds crazy to me. What is that about? Anything would be better than pretending, you know, nodding your head, thinking I'm crazy and thinking I'm criticizing your kids because you send your kids to indoctrination camp. Now, look, I understand that not everyone can do it. And I am thankful. I thank God every day that I am able to. Because if not, I'd have to send my kids there too. You know, I do not, I am not 
criticizing anyone who sends their kids to public school, especially when they, they can't, at least in their mind, they, they can't figure out a way or haven't thought about it, or maybe it's not their big priority. You know, everyone goes to school and everyone kind of turns out okay in the end, uh, at least in their minds. They're a product of the thing. <laughs> yeah, ex well, exactly. That's what I mean. So it's like, you know, it's a really high obstacle when you talk about schools, especially when it's one, the person you're talking to went through it and their kids are. So when you like, so anyone listening who sends their kids to public school, like, I don't care. My family sends their kids to public, my family being brothers, sisters, what, cousins, send their kids to public school and their kids are fine. Good children. I like them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, this is not, I, I, I never, I'm, I'm very self-conscious about this because I really don't want to credit, like, I don't want to say you're wrong or bad for doing this, but there are reasons why I don't. And this is why I don't because the things I see, it doesn't, I mean, Rallo and I went to a traditional schooling structure and I would say we figured it out. So it's not like it's impossible. Um, and I, I don't want it to be, cause people get very upset if you criticize what they're doing with their kids and rightfully so I understand. Um, but I, I was going to go on another, Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. This is where I was going with all that and why I brought up the story of when, when I tell people where I send my kids and they kind of give you a blank look and like, Oh, cool, man. Uh, nice. Well, if, if you think it's worth it, that's great. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and her son is having some, um, some hearing issues and she's worried because he's got to get, he got, he, he took a hearing test. He didn't do well. He took another one. He didn't do well. And she's afraid he's going to have to wear a hearing aid. And at the age he's in, she is terrified that he's going to just get made fun of at school. Um, and I think that is incredibly sad and depressing that a kid who needs to hear is going to get the help he needs. And he, the worry is that he's going to get made fun of in school. And now if you're one like this friend of mine is a teacher. She knows what these kids are like. We've all been to school. We know what the kids are like. Some of us may have been those kids who, who make fun of others, but eventually you grow up. But it's really hard on the person getting made fun of for sure. And why would you want to send your kid to that environment? Um, and whenever I bring up homeschooling, which, uh, you know, full disclosure, I don't homeschool my kids. They, they go to a school. Uh, but I do like homeschooling. I always get, well, what about being socialized? You know, kids have to be socialized. It's like, that's socializing, sending them there so they can get made fun of, yeah. you know, there's six kids in my son's class. And that's the, what if he has no friends? Well, he'll make some friends. That's what you do. When you're in a room with people, you say hello and you see if you have something in common, like what, how you, I, it would be hard for you to put me in a room that I just want to get out of because I can't have a connection with anyone in there. Like, isn't that bizarre idea? Like what if he doesn't have friends, like you're assigned a friend and that's all you can have. But again, I bring this up because the people questioning this are the ones who went to these schools and they send their kids to those schools. Well, and they're funny. telling me <laughs> that I don't know how to socialize my kids, but my kids can talk to other people. Well, it, it's a few things I want to say. First, first one, and I said this, we're talking about this before we started recording, but as far as like, well, how's your kids going to have any friends? When I was in kindergarten, which was the first time I ever went to school, I didn't go to like preschool or, or daycare or anything. 
um, my first, I made a friend on the first day. And you know who he was? He was the kid I sat next to. The first <laughs> kid I like had an interaction with. He was my friend. He was my <laughs> friend that year. Um, and then I think first grade happened and my new best friend was the kid I sat next to then. Well, it's All funny. Right. I had another best friend later on in school. It was the kid that we happened to sit next to each other at lunch for the entire year. Like it's, that's how little kids make friends. That's how adults yeah. end up making friends. Like pretty you much know, like you know, to, you know, interact with not, not who are you not, not that you're forced to interact with, but who, who are you going to, you know, interact with a lot and oh, you have a little bit in common. Hey, Hey, you hit it off. Well, it's great. You know, most people are, are decent people that you can you can interact with well. So, you know, you, you put a bunch of random people next to each other and they have a conversation. They'll probably be like, that, well, that was a nice person. I wouldn't mind, you know, hanging out with that guy again. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the other thing, what was the other thing? Oh, about uh, the other about socializing. I hear it all the time. Whenever you bring up homeschooling, and people's like, well, I would be concerned about uh, socialization. And it's like, well, you wouldn't, like, get your kid involved with other activities or something. You wouldn't, you know, send there's, – there's other things out there. I mean, I was – growing up, I was in the Cub Scouts and, the, you know, and Boy Scouts for – well, not really. Actually, when I became a Boy Scout, I kind of stopped. Uh, but I was played Little League Baseball. Um you know, you run around your neighborhood a little bit. There's, there's all sorts of things that you don't have to uh, connect kids directly to school to get socialization. And then even, even just, we don't even have to talk about theoretical stuff to do. It's, I want to be like, have you never met someone who's been homeschooled? Because I, I know several people, several families that had homeschooled and, you know, I grew, they, I went to, I remember I went to high school with, with some of them and they were, normally socialized as a girl I went to college with. Mm -hmm. She was perfectly well socialized, tend to be nice families and nice people too. Yeah. In fairness, like, you know, I don't want to totally, I'm sure there's plenty of weird people who are, who aren't good and were homeschooled because there are people homeschool for all different reasons. Right. You know, there's a lot of reasons why you could homeschool and just because you're homeschooling doesn't mean it's going to work out well. Uh, I, I, I think, but, you know, just because you are doesn't mean it's not going to work out well either. So, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, there's plenty of, I, I would, I would guess easily the majority of those homeschooled do fairly well in their life. Um, well, and here's the thing too. It's like, because you just, be, like, there's no, you don't wear a scarlet letter if you're homeschooled. So how many no, people I, that are so concerned about homeschooling even know? Yeah, how how many times do they interact with someone who is homeschooled and they have their have no idea. Yeah, they're homeschooled. It's just they yeah, they just yeah. assume that it's like oh well this person's normally socialized so he must have gone through the normal socialization process of going to prison for children. Uh, yeah, five. but also think about it too. Like, you know, if you're a normie and uh, you're like oh the anarchist down the street homeschools, it's like yeah they're weird, and I'm okay with being weird. You know, like, I don't, what am I going to do? I'm doing what I think is best for my kid. Um, and my kid's going to, I'm not homeschooling uh, again. Uh, I'll make that clear. But um, 
what what is weird like how do you define weird outside of the normal well normal is going to school so i guess homeschoolers are weird like i, I yeah I, there's a, a couple ways you could take that i guess but uh, i think homeschoolers generally do fine especially because their teacher loves them and wants what's best for them typically yeah um I think where I, was I, we off for another. I think we were we were done this section. Going to go off the next. Oh one. yeah, yeah. I can no, talk yeah, about sure. tractors. Sure. Well, we could talk about tractors, but we could talk about another friend of mine who's um, her daughter is starting a business. Uh, I, I don't know how old she is. I'd say twelve, maybe. Uh, eleven, twelve. No, probably twelve, thirteen. I don't know. She's in middle school. Um wants to babysit and her and a couple of her friends are starting a babysitting business. And I'm thinking like, this is fantastic. This is great. This is really cool that she wants to, you know, put together a plan and do a business and uh, go find customers. Like this is really good stuff. And she's talking about it and, uh, you know, I'm listening, I'm encouraging her. Like, that's great. That's really cool. That's great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Give us a call. You can come over and watch my kids when we need to, you know? Um, <laughs> and then she said, well, our plan is we're going to, I can't remember the number she gave. Maybe it was a hundred dollars or uh, I don't know what the, it was, it wasn't a huge number, but she said, when we get that, get X number of dollars, we're going to figure out what, how we're going to divide it up and what we're going to do with it. But don't worry, we're not going to benefit from it. We're going to give it to something like saving turtles or something. And I thought that's very interesting. That's got to be schooling, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, gotta be. It's gotta be a reflection on schooling. So there's a lot we could say about that. I don't know if you had any immediate thoughts or if you want me to go off on another. Well, no. Can you imagine if um, you have a business and someone wants to, you know, figure out if they want to patronize you or invest, and you say like, "All right, well, what kind of what kind of profits have you been you been bringing in? You know, show me some metric. Oh, oh, we ha- we've never turned a profit. What <laughs> No, we don't do that. I like the, the funny. It's just the whole thing was funny. Now she's, you know, a sweet little girl. I'm not, you know, she's great. I think it's great that she's doing this. But her thought was, what would be like a really good thing to do with it is save the turtles. Um, I, I don't know where these turtles are, and uh, what their money from babysitting is going to do to save them. But I think a better lesson would be now you can, you worked hard, you built this little business, you can reward yourself or you can give some away. Like I, charity is great, especially voluntary charity. Like I don't want the government to save the turtles. I'd much rather her, but I just think that has to be a product of her schooling. They probably learn that like, you know, going to work and making money is somehow greedy. Why would any kid say that? Yeah, that's that's conditioned. Uh, it right. has, to be. It has to be. It's got to be right. This idea that being I'm... profitable, um, that you would that you would use your talents, that the people in your community and your society would find your talents so worthwhile and so valuable that they would give their hard-earned money in order to you know benefit from that is somehow like evil and selfish, and you should be ashamed of that. It's just absurd. And, and it's, and it's such a shame because 
you know, profit in a healthy society, healthy economy, profits signal that you are providing value, that you are a good member of society, that you are helping people, that people appreciate what you do, and happy that you exist. Just to be clear, too, like obviously private charity, I'm in favor of, and. It would have been different if she said, we want to make the money and then we want to do something with it. So we'll give it to the homeless or the turtles or something. But it was like, no, no, don't worry. I know what you're thinking. I know you think I'm going to make a profit. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Don't worry. We're going to give it away. I will not be benefiting from this. And that that was what got me. It wasn't the fact that she's giving away money. Like, fantastic. Great. Good. There's a cause you like. Go work hard and, and, and give money to it. That's great. But it was the way she pitched it it's like obviously it's almost like uh i I don't know it was just funny it was like don't worry we're not going to benefit from this like what i shouldn't give you i want you to benefit from it that's why i want your your babysitting service i'd like you to watch my kids and i'd like you to benefit from it it's two-way transaction there and it's good works out um so that was just my my thought is she's probably talking about at school and they're like well we can't make money on this making money is bad I remember being a kid and starter jackets were very cool. Um, and I worked very hard to get the hundred dollars to buy one. And when I got that hundred dollars, I walked down to 69th street models and bought myself a starter jacket. And it was great. I remember it. Like I worked, I wanted one. They were cool. Um, I never got cool stuff, but I worked for it and I earned it and I got it. And, uh, what do you get? Who do you think? Oh yeah, Irish. We uh, we we. So uh, we had a starter jacket that got I don't know where we got it from, but then it got passed down between my brothers, and eventually to me, and it, it was it was Michigan. Ugh, I'm so sorry <laughs> to hear that. But you know, you know that that the coolest starter jacket. Now we're we're you totally just derailed it. I totally derailed it, but uh, the San Jose Sharks. Starter jacket was always the coolest one. You like the sharks? Yeah. The shark biting the hockey stick on the pouch. Mm-hmm. With like the teal and the blue. Oh, yeah. Blue. Yeah, yeah. There are other popular ones like Darlene Magic was a popular one. And all the girls like the Hornets. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. The Hornets was another good one. That was. Yeah. A popular one. But everyone had a different. It was. Uh, it, it was funny. Everyone had one, and everyone that had a pretty. One. That was some pretty cool Americana. The starter it jackets. It was great, and people weren't even getting like their team. It was just to have the starter jacket and have a team that no one else had. Like, yeah, it was, it was interesting times. Yeah, that, it's funny. I don't ever really remember seeing like I don't think I've ever seen a Philly starter jacket. I don't know that I have. I, one kid in our class had an Eagles one. Yeah, you'd see an Eagles one, maybe a Flyers one. Yeah. I don't remember a Sixers one. I mean, someone might have, but every, the college teams are big because there's like a million colleges, so you could have your own one. All right. So anyway. <laughs> Tell us what your favorite starter jacket was or what one you had. Yeah, I had the Notre Dame one. We were Irish. I had the blue and gold, the ND on it, not the one with the leprechaun on the back. It had the, the monogram. Nice. Yeah, we were Michigan. Yeah. Oh, well. Can't win them all. No. 
All right, so I don't remember where we were when we got onto starter jackets. Oh, saving the money up, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, that's that's just that was. I just thought I could fit that in. A couple anecdotes from the weekend that it's uh it's it's a shame that kids are going the kids who are going to school the lessons they're learning are masks and social distancing um instead of looking at the evidence and being like well you know this isn't going to affect you uh you're not going to spread it if you get it and you're not really going to be seriously injured yeah you might get sick but that's a risk every year every year kids get sick in school um we know this we've always have daycare kids get sick um when my kids were in daycare, uh, they had runny noses all the time. Um, yeah, everyone knows that schools are just like the worst. Yeah, they're just like, breeding ground for just disgusting disease and virus. Like, this is not new. Like, kids have gotten sick all through time, right? I remember. I remember when they first did the. Uh, it was just going to be two weeks to uh, to flatten the curve. I was like, well, maybe this is what they should do every year during flu season. Yeah, two weeks off, flatten the curve. <laughs> gonna happen so just have a have a floating two weeks yeah now it can't work for the for the how we uh talked about before with the you know needing needing the babysitting but yeah and you know it would be something that if the market were trying to figure this stuff out it would probably be, be something that would be a feature of schools that they well here's the thing i think if the market handled schools just let's be more general about it i think they would do a much better job of not having kids be constantly spreading disease all over the place. Well, I don't think it would be perfect. I mean, kids just, you see how kids just manage their lives. It's disgusting, but you know, you know it, it's this like very obvious problem that happens all the time. You don't think that, that people would figure out a way to improve the school a little bit to say like, Hey, you know, this is the, if it was that rates yeah, are exactly, but uh, it is something to improve upon. I, and I, you can, if you can advertise that your school's a little bit better than the other one, because you know, you have uh 30% lower uh, sick, you know, sick days or something that your kids not being sick. And, and that means that you're not going to be sick as much. I mean, I think if you ask any new, any parent, um, if they are, less sick or more sick once they started having kids and the kids started going to school and everything pretty sure most of them would say they, they get more sick uh yeah so no the um um i don't know i guess to kind of summarize it up a little bit i think it's really a shame that kids their first week of school are going to learn about masks and social distancing without any like they didn't go through the evidence of why they're wearing it. Um, and if they did, which I highly doubt, uh, it didn't get through to the kids because they came home and said, we have to wear masks and we're not allowed to do this. We're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to do this. We're not allowed to do that. Of course, I don't think they maybe you know, I guess in fairness to the schools, although I highly doubt it, maybe they did talk about the disease and what it could do. I don't know where they were getting their information from, but the lessons that got through to the students are wear a mask and social distance. And that's a shame. I, I really, I like that's sad to me um, that that's the first thing they're learning when they go to school. And who, so who knows where this goes? Uh, 
uh, people saying it'll change at the election. I'm not so sure. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Uh, I'm just going to do my best to not take part in whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, That's the best you can do. I mean, there's only so much. You can't control what's going on in the outside world so much around you. You can only control what's going on in your own life. Right. Exactly. That's all we can do. It's not perfect. It's not great. It's still you know, annoys me things that go on in, in, in the real world, but I just have to build my life the best I can. Uh, the other, the other thing we talked about was, um, the hearing aid and get it. And it's another thing that's really sad. A lot of kids take a lot of abuse at school. Uh, as Michael Malice says, uh, schools for most people are the only place they're going to experience violence. And, uh, as far as socializing, like you put a group of children with other children, their own age, not a year older, not a year younger. They stay with the same people all through school. They become adults and they start working and they don't know how to have a conversation. So tell me how this socializes kids. This makes kids not be able to do anything unless they're told to do it. They have no idea how to make a friend. They have no idea how to socialize. The proof of this is all around us. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, try to say hi to someone walking in the street. You might get a high back. You might get a head down and a mumble. I we we were playing golf, uh, Rollo and I. What was the last two weeks ago? Last week. Mm -hmm. um, and there was we we have a whole group of people, um, large multi generational. Um, we go play golf every year for a weekend and we had some new people who we, we try to get more and more people to join the group to keep this thing going. And there were some, some younger guys who I had never met before and golfing with them, getting a con conversation out of these people is painful. It's painful. The old guys who also went to this type of schooling, mind you. Um, but I think that's an, another discussion, but I have no problem talking to the old guys. Uh, but all these people just graduating college, like, I might as well talk to a wall. And this is, of course, this is an anecdote uh, of my weekend of golf, but I see it with the people we hire and people in the business I work in. It's really hard to find someone with a personality who has social skills. It's much easier to text someone than it is to pick up a phone and call them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. But I know school is not socializing people. I think the proof is pretty obvious. Um, yeah, I know just from getting like interns at work where, you know, you give them, you try to give them like a project to do. And I, in my head, I'm thinking like, man, if I, if I give him something that's kind of open-ended and he can kind of run with it, I think he's going to think that's great. But then you like see him and he's just like, doesn't do anything. And it's not because he's like lazy necessarily. It's just because they don't know how to, they don't know anything other than just here's a stack of work. Show up. Here's what we got today do it. It's due tomorrow. Here's the problems. Answer them. Like <laughs> there's nothing that they do on their own. Yeah. Or just like you bring in new hires and it's, and it's like, I don't know how to do this. All right. Well, did you look stuff up? Did you try to like search over here? You know, we've got standards that we have to follow. There's a lot of allowed to do that. Did you look there? Oh, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what do you think, like, the rest of us, we just, like, know this, like, they just, I don't know, drilled a hole in our head and poured it in? I don't know. I feel like an old man complaining about the younger generation, but uh, it's, I don't know. I think 
I, I think if you have young children, you should really look around at other options. I know it's not always possible. I know you're forced to send your kid to school. I know it's expensive or can be expensive to go outside of public schools and not everyone is in a situation to do that. Um, but if you're able to, it's worth exploring. It's worth looking around, seeing what other schools are in the area, find out if there's homeschool groups on Facebook for your area, ask questions, see what they're doing. We got a lot of advice from the a local homeschool uh, uh, Facebook group. Um, they're always willing to help. They're always willing to talk people with all different styles of education, which is, is one of the reasons, one of the, uh, from, from these conversations that led me to the, to the school that we found that we were, we were able to work, uh, we were able to make work, um, was because of having these discussions with the homeschool group. So, um, obviously it was a huge priority to me. I did read a few of John Taylor Gatto's books, um, and a couple others on the same topic. And so if there was any way I could avoid public school, I was going to do it. Um, and hopefully I never have to send my kids to public school. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know, you know, if my job changes or this economy is, is on, uh, on the edge. <laughs> so, you know, maybe in two years I'll be sending my kids to public school. I don't know. Uh, I certainly hope not, but, um, yeah, that's it. That's that's what I have. My 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 kids are going to be in a very small class. I think that's going to be very uh, good for learning, not bad for socializing. I think they'll know all the kids in their class fairly well, and they're probably going to have different personality types, and they're going to figure out how to get along with them. You're not going to be able to go in your cliques and stay with your friends and make fun of these kids and those kids and you know, space out in class because there's 30 kids in there. Uh, I think it's going to be really good for their education. Uh, at least that's that's why I'm doing it. And uh, if that changes, if I find out it's not that great a school, then, you know, obviously I would change. But um, I'm always it's always tough talking about these things, Rallo, for me. Because pa parents love their kids. Even the parents who send their kids to public school love their kids. <laughs> so when I criticize public school it's, it's hard for me to do um although the public the schooling makes it easy but i just care yeah i don't know it's hard for me to talk about it put it that way oh, i know what you mean because it's, it's comfortable because yeah. i don't want to look like i'm ripping someone who's going to public school well do you know what you know what it's like it's like uh kind of talking about corporal punishment for kids like growing up my parents you know yeah. hit a little bit yeah yeah they didn't beat me or anything. It was, but they were, and so it was like, you know, I will never, I will take it to my grave before I tell my parents that I thought, it was, you know, that hitting kids is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause they were doing what they thought was best. They were yeah. trying to raise you right. And they did a good job. Mm -hmm. So, you know. So it's like, what, what are the, what are the tools that you have available to you? What is, what is your own upbringing? What is your background? What is your environment? All these things are going to affect your decision making going up. So it's the same kind of thing with how, you know, discipline your kids and, and sending them to school. It's like if you don't know any better and that's what you, you know, truly believe is the best for them, I, you know, I, I might say that generally speaking, yeah, you shouldn't do that. But 
I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, well, that means you're an awful person. And an evil right. Parent. Right. it's, yeah, I think that isn't the best decision, but it doesn't mean that you're, you know, a bad parent or anything. Yeah. And I'll bet you like 95% of the people listening to this podcast went to like a Prussian style school and turned out okay. Right. So right. it's not impossible. <laughs> the yeah. most important thing, like uh, Brian Kaplan talks about being a parent, like the most important thing you can do is love your kids, be there for them. Yeah. 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 A mistake of, of, you know, how you punish your kid and what school they send you can, can more than enough be made up with, with just being a good parent in other ways. Yeah. Like the one thing that's going to, you know, make or break your kid necessarily. Right. Um, what, what I'm really hoping that what my kids get out of this education is, is very, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't care if they're rocket scientists. Like I, I don't care if they go to Harvard. You just I don't want them to be a civil engineer. I do not want them to be an engineer, period. Any of them. They all drive me crazy. Um, but uh, I want them when they're confronted with something as an adult that they never heard of to say, oh, what's that? Tell me about that. If I can get that far, I'll, I'll be happy as long as they're nice, you know, good kids, uh, good people, and at least understand how to think and how to question. I'll be very, very happy. Um, right. And, and that's really it. I, I'm not trying to say like, my kids are great and my school is great and my kids are going to be so great. I, I want very little. I just want them to understand how to think. And given the style of education that, that, that we're sending them to, it should uh, hopefully work out that way. But I'll report back in a couple, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll still have the podcast going strong. Easily. Yeah, that'll be like episode... 10 years. Yeah, actually, you know, it, I mean, it, it's really possible three years from now, we'll be doing an episode of why it's a waste of money to send your kids to private school and you should send them to government school. I've made a huge Probably not going to happen, but yeah, if it does, I'll, I'll have that episode. Yeah, that'll come right after. Uh, actually, capitalism's bad and socialism's really good. Yeah, yeah. No, but, um, <laughs> you know, you could do a cost-benefit analysis. I'm paying for the public school. Sure. You know, I am. And so it's like, what's the benefit? Am I going to pay a lot more to send them somewhere else while I'm paying for this other one anyway? I think that's a fair question. I think it should absolutely be considered. Yeah. you. I think you'd be kind of silly not to. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Got a free market success story? Did you think of one? Uh, I had a really good one. And like always, said I should write this down. And I said, no. I did. Um, oh, oh, it almost came back. What is it? Just happened the other day. It's like a very useful tool or thing. Something that I was, you bought? Um, I'm going to try to jog the memory here. I don't remember. Something to do with my phone, I think, actually. Oh, you know what? I remember now. Okay. So Friday, Friday night, um, went camping with uh, my brother and his kids, my other brother and my uh, a lot of my brother's uh, in-laws. And uh, Saturday morning, we're sitting around the campfire, and I get a phone call from uh, my manager. And he said, hey, you know, there's this issue at work and uh, need we need to call in this company to 
so they try to troubleshoot it and and deal with it. So I'm, you know, in the woods, and uh, obviously don't have access to like my computer or anything because I don't have this company's number like on my phone. It's not someone like deal with a whole lot. But what I did was since I had a smartphone and you know connected to the network with the uh, I I was able to go on. I don't have my my email on my phone, but I was able to go online, go through the webmail, and uh, go through my email, see the you know where I'd interact with this company, find their phone number, and give them a call. Um, before smartphones and everything, if I didn't like carry around a uh, you know a book or something, yeah, all these numbers or something, um, I would have had to go on into the office probably. Um, yeah, assuming you know, and well, you know, even before cell phones, maybe I had a would have a pager or something, or how I don't know how they would be able to get a hold of me before that, but. I mean, I was able to do this. I went on my phone real quick, found the emails, made a phone call. There were a couple phone calls went back and forth uh, since it was off hours. But um, I did it, you know, uh, you know, with my actual like, you know, labor of how much I was, I was, you know, not on the clock, but how much work I actually did was probably like three minutes overall. So, you know, it saved me just an absolute, you know, so much time and effort and energy just to be able to jump on my cell phone and and solve this problem as, as opposed to, you know, the alternative if it didn't exist. Well, to go back into your wheelhouse real quick, um, isn't that interesting that you're talking about? what we can do today with the equipment we have and how much more productive and how easy, how much easier it is to get work done today uh, as opposed to 20, 30 years ago when you wouldn't have had this stuff. Yet we still work like 40, 50 hours a week. Yeah. Thanks federal reserve. Yeah. Thanks fed. Bitcoin fixes this. Yeah, man. All right, cool. Well, you got anything else to add? No, no. Um, show notes page will be mcfugle.com slash 215. Um, I don't think there's anything really to link to other than going to libertymugs.com and buying a bunch of mugs. Do uh, it. Yes, that that will help your kids get smarter by buying Liberty Mugs. Especially the $100 one. Yes. Yes, that will. If you want your kids to be, uh, I don't know you know, the next like world famous surgeon, buy that mug for the kid. Result not guaranteed. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Oh, uh, you know, be sure if you like what we're doing here, the best thing you could do is, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast, uh, give a rating for us and share it with uh, friends and family. Those who you think might enjoy it. So, and uh, join the Telegram group. That's on the show notes page, too. We're getting getting more people in there, and we have a lot of fun. Uh, the only cost, the only thing you have to – we do require um, payment, and that payment is when you join the Telegram group. Post a picture of what you're eating or drinking. That's uh, that's that's the dues you have to pay. It's, there's a lot more talk about kind of like fun stuff that we're doing in our own lives, like cooking and, and drinking and that stuff, than there is necessarily about uh, – libertarianism so if you want a bunch of like-minded people 
um, to just kind of hang out with and, and, you know, shoot the breeze with, uh, that's your group. And, you know, of course, also we can, we can all hold our own with the libertarian talk. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bring that stuff too. yeah. So, uh, all right. Thanks for listening and we will catch you next week. Peace.